Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Metamorpho number 9. Cover date November-December 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Sal Trapani and Charles Paris, edited by George Cashden. Featuring The Valley That Time Forgot, written by Bob Haney, art by Sal Trapani and Charles Paris. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Stag discovers a lost valley in South America containing advanced machines of unknown origin. Taking Metamorpho with him to investigate, they are attacked by a race of cavemen and a deposed South American dictator. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Be a 
a hero, a king, yet he'd chuck it all if he could be the one thing he just can't be. Plain Rex Mason, I know cause you see, I am the element Shout out to listener Sam Maroney, who wrote a nice note on Facebook. What did he write? We're on all the social medias. Uh, He inquired about the theme song of our most recent episodes, which of course is parenthesis, everything is, unparenthesis, love and sunshine, by Heavenbound, featuring Tony Scotti. Where do you find these songs? Oh, I have my ways. Okay. Tony Scotti, of course, you'll remember as Tony Pilar in the cinematic masterpiece Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. Come live, live with, with me and be my love. Yeah, the lounge singer, the, mm-hmm. the famous pop lounge singer. And then he got whatever he got, a horrible disease, and collapsed right in the arms of Jennifer, and he had to go into the sanatorium. Oh, the sanatorium. Uh-huh. God. So don't you sometimes wish that you could be in a sanatorium? Mm, well, no, because when Neely O'Hara went into it, mm-hmm. she was in that, trapped in that bathroom like she was being waterboarded by the stupid-ass nurse. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe it's just me that wishes that I could be in the sanatorium once in a while. And Tony had was confined to a wheelchair until Neely came in and started singing, Come live with me. And then he got up and sang, and then he died, and then Jennifer killed herself. Yes. I'm raising my hand. So may I share some third-world problems with you today? Third world problems? I'm so, did I just say third world problems? Sure oh, I'm embarrassed. I don't think we have time for that. No, I'm just trying to do the first world problems. What do the kids say? What, if, what do the kids say? First world problems? Mm-hmm. Adulting. Okay. Adulting. Okay, so so I did not have to go to church today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had. Uh, um, you did though. So I you didn't were, have to either, unless I want my paycheck. <laughs> exactly. So you went to church this morning, and so I got up this morning and took care of the dogs and did some house cleaning and got some stuff done. Yep. Thanks. And, uh, what? Thanks for the housework. And oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, you know, I did my work work, my my work yesterday afternoon. And sure, evening. sure. So I really had the morning to just sort of do what I wanted to do. And so I had decided that I was going to exercise this morning. I was going to go for a run uh-huh. actually, but it was raining yeah. uh, for half of the day. So yeah. um, and it's been overcast all day. So I didn't get to do the lawn. So I said, you know what? That's it. I'm going to read today. Yeah. So I decided that after I got my shower and got you know, laundry all squared away and stuff like that, I said, okay, I'm going to go to uh, a coffee shop and read my comic and then read my way through the Chronicle of Higher Education. Mm-hmm. Now, it takes me about two hours to read through the Chronicle, oh. um, cover to cover. No, it's fine. It's fine. Do it's, they have an audiobook version? Uh, no, no. So I left the house and I was thinking, where do I want to go? And here's what I want. I want a quiet coffee shop. I want the Merc. I want the Merc in Helena, Montana, mm-hmm. where you can go to a little corner and get and nurse a uh, cappuccino for an hour. Yeah. Go up and pay for another refill and get another cappuccino and just be quiet there. Or you can meet a friend and you can play cards. Mm-hmm. Or you and it's just quiet and lovely and they have lots of cool gifts and stuff like that. We have nothing like that here. So I didn't. The closest thing I could think of was I could get some my, my take my noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. and go to Starbucks in. Oh hell no! Right. Well, the thing is, like I was like I need to go somewhere where no one's going to to see me. Like I'm not gonna have to talk to someone. 
I ended up going to the sweet shop in in downtown um, yeah, uh, Shepherdstown. Right. Where, where I everyone saw knows everyone you. knows mm-hmm. me. And so I'm talking to people and stuff like that. And so I all I did was read my comic and then I ended up leaving. Well, at least your priorities are on fleek. Are on what? Fleek? On fleek. Well, anyway, uh, it's like it's first world problems. I really needed to go to a coffee shop where I could just quietly sit and just read, you mm-hmm. know. And then I thought, oh, I'll just go home. But then I come home and what did I do? Laundry. Yeah. Yeah, I just went back to doing my my housework. Well, I won't talk to you for the rest of the night if that helps. It's it's a silly, like I said, it's a first world problem, or like I said, and I misspoke, a third world problem, first world problem, absolutely. So anyway, I wish I wish I wish we had a place like the Merck. We, we don't. Go, this uh, is West Virginia. I and it, we live in a beautiful area, and it's great. And I I am very very fortunate that I go to our town and people talk to me. I I, I mean I know a lot of people, so I'm very very lucky, very very lucky. You're a local celebrity. No, I'm not. But I, but I did want to be a. I wanted to just be left alone. Just, uh, I mean, and I shouldn't have chosen to go to a coffee shop right by where I work, where everybody, you know, knows me. So anyway, I, I can't. Maybe we'll just. Maybe you can edit that out later on, well, which I know you won't. But um, I don't listen to this. I just ever feel, again. It feels silly. I just wanted to be. I wanted to sit quietly and read and and be away from home. So I wouldn't do any. Housework, or mm-hmm. you know, or the dogs barking, or anything. I just, and I realized there's nowhere for me to go. Well, I, I, I definitely yeah. know how you feel because I have been recognized as the second gentleman in the grocery store many times. Oh, right, because we only have one grocery store. Uh-huh. I mean, there are others, but they're like 20 minutes away. They're so far away. They're so far. But away. if we lived in Montana, we'd have to drive like 90 minutes to the closest grocery. But like if it's Safeway, and they have, they have two grocery stores within 10 minutes of wherever We're you. Not if we lived in the countryside we'd oh no not in the hike. countryside we'd have oh to yes snow shoot and you have to pack an emergency kit yes. i just spent uh, about what an hour or so talking to my dear friend in mm-hmm. helena and she said they had their first snow well i don't know if it was their first snow but she said probably not she said that the leaves wide. are still on on the still on the trees and it's 19 degrees outside <laughs> yeah no so. thanks no thank you all right uh did you discover a hidden valley full of robots I did not, but someone did. Sure, Simon Stagg, richest man in the world, and apparently an inventor. Can I just say how much I hate the way they treat each other in this in this comic? Yeah, they're all shallow, stupid people. Yeah, just like um, metal men. Yes, they're all awful to each other. There's not one redeeming person in this entire. There's one redeeming person. Who, Metamorpho, the oh, element man. Oh, there is one redeeming person, the element man. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, he's trapped and he's tangled and he's in total trouble. He's trapped. He's tangled. He's in total trouble. He's trapped. He's tangled. He's in total trouble. You know what I don't like about Metamorpho's logo? Having just had an experience where your dog went number two on the grass and then wiped his foot all through it. Metamorpho's logo looks like it's been dipped in horse manure and then slapped on the cover of this magazine. So I'm 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 talking to my friend on the phone and I hear someone yelling through the front door. And it I was did, me. And I Spoiler ignored alert. it. And then I, I you heard, ignored it. Well, I didn't know what it was. I just thought you were talking to the dogs. I really didn't. I, I had my headphones on. I didn't know what it was. Right. I see. And then I heard the 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 person yell again. I thought, oh wait, this is this is something I need to pay attention to. So I took the headphone out. And you said, I need a washcloth on the front porch now. So I brought, I said, do you want a damp? Yes. So I brought a damp washcloth downstairs and I said, oh, 
Did he did he step in his own poop? Yes. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. It never me happens to, say to us, does it? Dat. What? Step in our own poop. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Metamorpho number nine. Metamorpho is trapped, tangled, and in total trouble by a trio of robots. You know why? Because they're in the valley that time forgot. Oh, you're on the splash page, aren't you? I am. Who else? Characters, but magnificent, marvelous me, the element man speaking. Being a 24-carat freak has its compensations. Like, well, that's not what Metamorpho talks. Mm-mm. Being a 24-carat freak has its compensations. Is that how Metamorpho talks? No, God. He's not, oh. a 20, he's not a 1940s gangster from Chicago. Like being number one in the Palpatine. No, he talks like this. He's like, um, um, being a 24-carat freak has its compensations. Like being a number one in the palpitating hearts of my fans all over the world. And like a big spender I am... Oh, sorry. Like the big spender I am, I'm declaring a fat dividend, a juicy ring-a-ding-ding story about the mess I got into when old Stagsy led us all into the ambush of our lives in The, the Valley, Valley That Time Forgot. forgot. You know who he sounds like? Who? Tony Pilar from Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> and looks Oops, like... Peter, slow down. What? Maybe. Oh, I've still got to make my sign to mail out to the neighborhood. It's <clears> my <throat> last presidential action. Mm. Uh... I'm over it this, Speeders. It shows him on the splash page here in our cast of characters. It shows Metamorpho in his human mask as Rex Mason. He looks like Tony Pilar a little bit. He does. Uh, so we've got Rex Mason, mm-hmm. who's Metamorpho, of course. Simon Stagg, his daughter. Mr. S- Modest Millions. Sapphire, his daughter. Miss. She looks weird. She's got those husky eyes like Mary Engel. <laughs> It reminds me, I sent you a little clip of a little House of the Prairie episode that said any episode that starts with Carrie is going to be bad. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, it's so funny. Java, who's a caveman mm. who works for Simon Stagg, and El Matanzas, Mr. Mad Malice. He's the villain of the issue. Eventually. Have we seen him before? No, and we'll never see him again. But it reminded me of Fort Matanzas in St. Augustine. St. Augustine. We've been there. Fort mm-hmm. Matanzas is a little stone tower. It's across the river. It looks like a Borg cube stuck into the swamp. It's really cool. We've actually taken the boat across, haven't we? We have. And uh, it's a national monument, so mm-hmm. it's no big deal. MBD. Uh, <gasps> so this really cool thing at the store today. What? Tangerines? Oh I picked up tangerines for you, didn't I? You I did. literally Listener, exclaimed. I have not seen tangerines in a grocery store in probably 10 years, not even when we lived in Florida. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason for that, which I've forgotten, but... Uh, it has to do with the with the tropical... Uh, blah, with the, uh, blah, with the blind, blah, blah, climate yeah. change, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, but there are some in the grocery right now, so I, get to your grocery and get some. I went to the grocery store, and I went, and Bob wasn't there, and I went, oh my God, out loud, and I grabbed a bag right away. Last year we had to special order through mm-hmm. the internet, and they weren't they weren't right. They didn't no. taste like tangerines. No, they just but these like are fantastic. Okay, so in uh, splash splash we got Sapphire um, in full swimsuit. Uh, yes, you know, being it's a it's a modest bikini. We will say like Annette Funicello in the beach movie. Although she's not wearing a swimming cap like she is in the actual no. story, and uh, she's being attacked by a uh, anaconda. Yes. Which I'm not actually sure is in South America. 
I, or is it a, were... I think it's a boa constrictor. No, the... it's an anaconda. Are it's... you sure? I, I, for some reason, I don't know why, I am retaining knowledge of what actually happens in the comics. Um, because I, I didn't read it while I was falling asleep in bed. So oh, I, I see. Um, so, yeah, and, and, uh, and Metamorpho is turned himself, first he turns himself into a bronze snake mm-hmm. to attack him. I think it's a bronze snake. Makes sense. And then he turns himself into sodium, which sodium yeah. reacts with water and... It bubbles, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and um, so my problem with this is um, is that the actual location where they find the valley which we'll get to yes. is in is on the backbone of the mountains the andes mountains right, right? Mm-hmm. and so the vegetation and the flora and fauna are tropical in nature but they would not be in the in the, in a lake in the highlands of the andes mountains that would not be correct but it's a hidden valley, so it could be very deep, which is why it's hidden. It could be deep enough that it's back into the tropical climes. Okay. Brother, you haven't read enough comic books. What about the Savage Land, which is in the middle of Antarctica? They've got dinosaurs and everything. Do they have quicksand? Tigers? Yes, quicksand. Oh, I'm in. If they have quicksand, I'm totally in. Well, that's where Kazar and his lovely wife, uh, she... She, not She-Ra. Is it Sheena? No, Shanna. Shanna the She-Devil. Okay. They live there. So we open the story. Yes. Uh, there's There are guards standing outside. And then are these guards, are they wearing hoods over their heads? They're wearing hoods over their Why? heads. And I'm wondering if they're wearing shirts. If they are, they're very tight shirts. They actually look like they're wearing hoods and shirtless, which is kind of strangely homoerotic. Oh, not kind of. It definitely I mean, is not. No, not and not in line. Sort of like a. Uh, I mean, like kinky. Oh yeah, sure, sure, like, sure. And these would be employees of Simon Stagg. Simon Stagg. So he who is unmarried. Let's. He might be like a kind of twisted, sort of sexually deviant homosexual. Hmm, kind of like our new speaker of the house. Timestamp. Oh. Does that great gloomy pile look familiar? Of course, because it's the mansion of Simon Stagg, tycoon genius, where three lights burn in three different windows. Now, make, bear that in mind, there's only three lights lit. Yeah, and um, you actually don't see them on the actual no. well, It's full moon, like last night. Who is awake so late behind these windows? Let's zoom in on one of them. It's Java. He's got a room full of posters of Sapphire. Now, is Sapphire a model, or did he just creep up on her and take these pictures and blow them up to well, 8 by 10s? I would say he probably creeped up on her, because later in the story, he is surprised by something as he's spying on her swimming. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, so he's a total creeper. So he also has a voodoo doll of Metamorpho. That he's poking with a pin. The poking with a pin. And... Uh, Metamorpho, meanwhile, is in a second room with Sapphire. So are they sleeping together outside of marriage? Is that what we're supposed to interpret? Well, they have a special room, or they, they're in a room where they're literally just making out. Yes, and it's full of armor. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, and they are making out in the window, and the third window is Simon Stagg in his laboratory in the basement. Simon Stegg is 100% a deviant. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, also the world's richest man. 
which I thought was no. Steve Dayton is fourth richest in the world in in uh, Doom Patrol. Now, what could Simon be working on in his basement lab? Well, it's some kind of electronic signal to beam things up to his satellite, which is called Zaphire. A coded electronic signal flashing into the heavens to his own private satellite orbiting the globe. And instantly back on Earth, he's discovered a hidden valley full of robots. And now he can see it clearly. Remember that show, Valley of the Dinosaurs? Yes. That's the best cartoon ever. Ever. I would disagree, but I just. Oh, what's yours? Oh, anything Bugs Bunny. Oh, sure, but I mean uh, cartoons made for television. The Bugs Bunny cartoons were made for the, the theater. theater. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and it should be specific, just Looney Tunes. Yes, Looney Tunes in general. Sure, oh, sure, sure. Mel Blank. Mel Blank. Blank. Yes. Best voices ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. Yes. Uh I have to give a shout out to the Popeye cartoons, the early, early Max Fleischer ones, because yeah. they were pretty good. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, Stag, what the hell is this guy's name? Simon Stag. Simon Stag. He actually can't tell that they're robots yet. He thinks they're statues. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do when you find a valley full of statues? You want to go investigate. So, you, yes. you press your button and you call the Element Man. Element Man, Element Man, doing whatever an element can. So, of course, the element man, uh, Metamorpho, responds. Yes. The buzzer goes off in their makeout room. And uh, Sapphire says, let him wait. Mm-hmm. Just like my grandma when she'd drive 25 miles per hour on the freeway and mm-hmm. people would come zooming around honking their horns in anger. Let him honk. She'd say, let him honk. Uh, now, this is the first time I think we get explicit statements to the effect that Simon Stagg is promising to cure Metamorpho of his strange condition, well, and that's why he works for him. It doesn't look like um, he's going to actually do it for Metamorpho. No, it's been uh, nine issues so <laughs> far, and there's been no movement on that front, except for part of one issue, if I recall. Because Simon looks normal. like he's just really just involved in other things. He's using poor Rex Mason, isn't he? He is. But Sapphire doesn't seem to mind. She makes out with him anyway, even though he didn't have a nose. Right. He looks like Voldemort. Mm. All right. Metamorpho makes his way down to the lab and says, what's the five alarm hurry? And Simon says, look at this. Feast your eyes on a great mystery and on your next mission as Metamorpho. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Simon declares now that these are giant machines waiting in a lost valley. What are they? Where did they come from? Who put them there? We are going to find out. And then Metamorphos says something weird. He goes, okay, Stagsy, I've been going stale around this dump. It's time for me to flex my muscle, my molecules. Going stale. You mean making out with, with, uh, with sapphires? I mean, uh, honestly, that would get old, don't you think? I, probably. I haven't seen any books around or any television or anything well they have a lexaphone they have a lexaphone but it's focused on this lost valley there's no shows no programs let's okay. see 1966 what will we have bewitched <laughs> bonanza Gunsmoke. Mm. all great great yeah great shows 
Operation Tinker Toy is about to begin. And so they fly off at a plane and the shirtless hooded men are saluting them as they depart. <laughs> it makes no sense that they're shirtless and hooded. I seem to recall, though, that didn't Metamorpho team up with the Metal Men recently and they had to sneak onto Simon Stagg's compound and there were hooded guards. These guys are definitely hooded. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when he's away? Do they take their hoods off and put shirts on? Mm, I hope not. They probably do. All right. Off they go into the wild blue yonder. yonder. Now everyone gets to go. Sapphire's there. Java. Java brought his voodoo doll. But it's not working. Nope. Many hours later, over the desolate Andes Mountains, over the desolate Andes Mountains, uh-huh. okay, towering backbone of South America. Yes. Towering, check, so check. it's high, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. By Jasper, there below, there it is, the lost valley and the mist of mysterious machines. Well, suddenly, a giant boulder flies up from the ground, just like a meteor, only it's coming from the ground. And we get our first insults of the issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh... And also, a meteor knocks the wing off of the plane. Oops. What are they going to do? I guess Metamorpho could turn himself into a giant parachute or surround the plane with helium. Uh, he turns himself into magnesium and uh, becomes the part of the wing that was knocked off and they land safely. Terrific. Well done, Metamorpho. Mm-hmm. Now... With the amazing metamorpho forming part of the very plane itself. They are then set upon by... uh, A gang of of cavemen. Cavemen with clubs. Primitive beings attacking the plane. Metamorpho takes them on and it's fisticuffs flying everywhere. Bam. Pow. They start banging him into a pile of chemicals. Yes. And then on the next page, he jumps up out of his pile... Pool of chemicals forming spring feet and does a scythe like motion with his uh, arm and cuts all of their clubs clubs in one swoop and uh, saves the day and the cavemen go running away. Terrific. Thanks, Rexy. Mm -hmm. Excellent work. You've cowed those brutes with a dazzling display of your elemental powers. Oh, Daddykins, how awful and frightening they are. Yes, what ugly unkempt fellows they are. We should not associate with their master. Cut the jazz, slant jaw. <laughs> when slant I fi- jaw. Slant jaw. When I fished you out of that Indonesian bog, you had a vocabulary of two grunts. Why, you miserable freak. Hmm? Ugly and unkempt they are. Oh, that's weird. I don't know what Simon Stagg's voice is, but I it's don't grumbly. Either, but like all of these voices are hurting my throat. And they're all horrible to each other. And they say awful things, and I hate them all. Anyway, let's get back to these marvelous <laughs> machines. The cavemen certainly could not have constructed these machines, but they are gathered around them, fiddling with them, trying to bowing down and worshiping them and trying to make them do something. Yes. So they are worshiping uh, the uh, robots. And of course, um, study the machines. So, so uh, Simon Stagg says, let's stay here. And uh, camp overnight and study the machines and try to figure out if we can make uh, make them work. Terrific idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so down they go to camp. They are uh, Simon studying the machines. Metamorpho and Sapphire sneak off into the underbrush for a little hanky panky, a little makeout time. And that's the end of part one, right? That's the end of part. One. Part two continues on the second page following. Oh, we got a little bit of a parallel story here, don't we? Now, 
we are while in the Lost Valley, which time has forgotten, Simon Stagg labors to unlock the mysteries of the strange machines and wrecks maze and prepares for all dangers. Let's go back to the same morning in a small town in another country miles away across the rugged peaks. Muchachos! Muchachos! Uh, so, oh, God, I cannot do a spinch. Search everywhere. We must find the dictator, El Matandas. Um, he must pay for the crimes he committed when he ruled our country. That's pretty good. See. Find him. So El Matanzas has been deposed as dictator of this small South American country. And he's hiding up in the bell tower. He's right Holding there. Holding on to the bell. Yeah. Don't. I, I don't understand it. What is he going to do? Ring it. Say, don't find me. Don't find me. Ding, 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 ding. He's got a gun. He's got a nice gun. El Matanzas has escaped. He went that away. That what, wasn't what, a good what's Spanish. What's that? Name. What? That was, uh, that was Italian. <laughs> he went that away. <laughs> okay. Octolieber. Uh, so, El Matanzas vows to rise and rule this miserable rabble again. Not long after, at the border station in the mountains, um, he goes, Have you seen El Matanzas? Uh, have I seen El Matanzas? No, senores. I am just a poor shepherd uh, taking my llamas. <laughs> Sorry, taking That's my llamas. Very good. Taking my 1960s llamas. 1960s stereotypical Spanish accent. The high power. <laughs> All I know about 1960s Spanish accent I learned from Looney Tunes that it would have I seen him in Danzas? No, senores. I am just a poor shepherd taking my llamas to the pastures. Very well, amigo. <laughs> you may pass. Lift the barrera. Lift the barrera. What's a barrera? A uh, barrier. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, right, right. And so, um, Elmantanzas thinks to himself, excellent. In a few minutes, I shall be safe. So he's, no, wait, well, he's on. hanging on to a llama. He could have concealed himself as the shepherd in this giant tarp and sombrero. He could have walked a quarter mile away from the road and crept through the barrera. Over these mountains? Think yes. of the children. Think of the children. No, he's oh. clinging to the stomach of a llama. No, or is it an alpaca? Well, the, he calls them llamas. Well, what if he doesn't know? <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference if I were a dictator escaping. Uh, he's in full military regalia, yes. hanging onto the side Change of a llama. Clothes. These poor people, they must be, all be farsighted. So, and he says, he goes, farewell, my pets. You have served me well. Better than the miserable rubble that rose up against me, uh, just and happy. Oh, wait, wait, oh, God, me, me just and happy. Me just and happy rule. <laughs> but the, my just and happy rule. But they shall regret it. By the way, someone complimented us on an impersonation we did last week, and I have no memory of anything that we did. So We don't rehearse anything, which is why some of the impersonations are so Horrible. Except last week we did re-record the entire episode, but it was completely different. We couldn't recapture. Oh no, the my magic. God! That one that we lost was, was the best. The best we've ever done. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, it was, and I was exhausted, but I was all caffeinated on stuff. Yes. Oh my God, on stuff, on well, caffeine <laughs> stuff. Wink. Well, wink. no, come on. I'd had like so many espressos. I I had driven from across the state. True. And worked, and then came here, and we were like boom, boom. And it was it was spot on, and then Magic. we lost it all. Okay, so two days later, back in the Lost Valley. Oh, Rex, this is Devoon. It's Devoon. It must be divine. divine. Is that slang for divine? I think yes. God, I hate. That. I'm beginning oh. to love this place because you're not doing any work, Sapphire. You're laying in a hammock. He goes, yeah, it's a real gas. Twenty four hours a day, listening to yourself think. I. 
Now, I do see ferns there, but I also see, you know, northern deciduous forests. And savanna grass. Well, yes, but it's maybe it's pampas. <laughs> That's high Andes has pampas. Yes, I solved the- it. I solved the mystery. There's only one answer. The machines were built by ancient cave people ancestors long ago. Oh, I like your voice for Simon Stack. Centuries ago. Huh? You're flipping out, brainstorm. Those club jockeys couldn't put a two-piece jigsaw puzzle together. True, but their ancestors could and did. They had a fantastically advanced science, a great civilization. Then something happened, something that broke the chain of progress. These shaggy brutes here have devolved instead of evolved into ignorant clods. They have lost their ancestors' knowledge and control over the machines. You know who else, speaking of Valley of the Dinosaurs and Saturday morning television, you know who else devolved? Who? The Sleestacks. Enoch, the red Sleestack, was from the past. Oh, my God. And the modern Sleestacks were the ones that were... Land oh. of the Lost, everyone. It's the best television show that's ever been on. Even better than uh, Little House on the Prairie. Sapphire says, oh, Rex, isn't it just too super fantabulously fa- interesting? <laughs> she couldn't say those big words. No, she couldn't. Sure, but what's all this hardware for? What's all that hardware for? Well, Simon hasn't solved it, but just then a mysterious stranger enters the scene. Who am I, senor? Professor Carlos Goya. I'm a scientist. I was on an expedition in the mountains. I became lost, wandered until I find your camp. That's funny. You look just like that South American dictator, Amatazis, that was just deposed from your small South American country. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do listeners' female voice. Uh Uh-huh. Of the, the the clueless that's female, what I was doing. huh? That's, you do you do it better I than I do. I, I we have a we have a dear friend who does the clueless female voice. Uh-huh. It is, I I love it. We've got to get engaged for audio an audio drama so again. Uh, so Sapphire is smitten with El Matanzas or Carlos Goya, as he describes himself. Carlos Goya, and uh, Simon says, "What luck! You can help me decipher the machine's control mechanisms." Of course, Senor Stark. They interest me greatly. As a scientist, of course. I am at your service, amigo. Come, Professor Amigo. Let us commence, muchacho. Of course. And then Metamorphos thinking, hmm, I got a hunch in my silicon spine that Goya guy's a phony. As a stag smile, but... Just who and what is he? We may never know. Let's go swimming. Rex lover, let's have a swim. <laughs> so Sapphire luckily has bought her, brought her bathing costume complete with swim cap. Now, I never really understood swim caps because they aren't waterproof. They aren't. aren't. they? No. Are you sure? Yes. Sure, sure. Yes, because if you'll notice on all the movies, when the women women take off the swim caps, they dab their hair with towels. They're just dabbing the edges of their hair, though. If you you need to watch more uh, Esther Williams movies, because she just comes right out of the water, full makeup, hair dries. That's because they always do reverse. With no, them. she was for real. She was an amazing Olympic-level swimmer, and she knew how to keep her hair dry and her makeup in Do place. Do you remember that wonderful Hollywood musical review that you and I did down at Jacksonville University? Yes, and yes. we did that wonderful Esther Williams scene, and all yes. the guys carried that wonderful little delightful singer girl all yes. around the stage performing as if she was swimming underwater. And didn't they have spray bottles of water that they sprayed at her? 
Oh, I thought they blew bubbles or something. I don't know what it was. It was just, it, the audience loved it. It was, it was so comical. Really, why don't we ever do things like that anymore? Well, we don't have the boys available to carry a girl around oh, the that's stage. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I could do it by myself, as I famously did in <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof in my feature role as the legs of Fruma Sarah, well, that would the be butcher's kind of like, dead wife. That would be kind of like putting Jane Jetson on the back of a rhinoceros, wouldn't it? How do you mean? <laughs> you carrying around a young girl singer as she... As she <laughs> I've still got it. <laughs> no doubt, but uh, you'd also spend the next few days having me hammer out the, the knots in your back. Oh, with, yeah, with the percussion ruined my back. That it was did. 30 years ago. I remember we did that, that theatrical production, that community theater production of Fiddle on the Roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, they decided that it would be great to have a woman, not a... The delicate little flower right. of, a, of a, a petite dancer, but a full-grown woman sit on your shoulders, yeah. and they put a giant wedding dress on her, and uh, and she was from Masera, yes. the ghost. The and, butcher's dead wife. And you, she hooked her legs around your back, and you carried her around, and I mean, she was just like a regular-sized woman, but I mean, it's not easy to carry a full-grown woman on your back while she's singing and gesticulating and moving around, right? Well, and I remember the wedding dress. They'd cut out a section for your head so you could see through. So it was like from a Oh, no, I couldn't see anything. Well, there was a dark head. But there everyone was a dark could head. see my bearded face coming out of her <laughs> crotch. JJ. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. The oh, God, magic that was the of live theater. <laughs> Meanwhile, here comes this anaconda snake. You were right. Trying to put the squeeze on Sapphire into the drink it goes. Look, so they're in the high man oh, first, Andes Mountains. Yes, but we first forgot to say that Java just got kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Oh, because look, he is spying. He is on spying Sapphire. like the elders on Susanna. Mm hmm. That's a biblical story from the Apocrypha, everyone. Mm hmm. Uh, the anaconda goes into the lake. Sapphire has that idiot look on her face. <laughs> oh, what's oh, happening? What's happening? Metamorpho goes in as a copper serpent. Uh, oh, copper. copper. Yes. I thought it was bronze. And then now, he changes himself into sodium. Well, look at here. What kind of snake is it? Because now it says element, land ver- element Man versus Giant Boa Constrictor. Is that an anaconda? Nope. Well, now he makes a fast switch into a sodium snake, which reacts with water like crazy. Mm-hmm. That singed his slinky sidekick. Adios, Wiggles. Meantime, nearby... <gasps> Java's been kidnapped by Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, oh though, my God. it does look a lot like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's such a bitch. Except it has more toes than she does. She's a horrible human being. She really is. She's not great. No. Uh, Java's embarrassed because this creature won't let go of him. He could use violence against her, but that would be ungallant. So he's going to humor her. She's saying, oomph, gurf, eo, which means in caveman language, a man. (laughs) Next page. Meanwhile, they have deciphered the secret of the machines. Simon and uh, Carlos Goya secretly alimentons us. Mm So they figured out a control. The machines will now unlock their secret. Now, they're going to run a test. But El Matanzas has gotten back into his military uniform. Yes. And re- What's happening over there? He's acting like he's afraid of Junebug. 
Well, maybe he is. She's in his bed. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, El Matanzas has pulled his pistol and announced that he is the rightful ruler of the adjacent country. This is weird. What? He's pulled his pistol. Look yep. how far all three of them are away from him. Yes. Right? Yes. And in the next panel, he has somehow managed to walk over to, th- to the three of them, pull Sapphire from behind. Metamorpho. And... Walked back to his original position. Thank you. Maybe he has stretchy arms. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he used that no, so She was standing behind Metamorpho and Simon yep. Stagg. He walked over to them with his pistol drawn, reached behind them, grabbed Sapphire, and held her at gunpoint. I bet what happened is he took that sash from around his waist and did a fancy Spanish flick trick. Oh, you flick know, trick. they all Spanish do that. Spanish flick trick. Yep, uh-huh. yep, yep. That's, that's what Yes. Pulled her I, in. I, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Well, because you, you don't watch enough movies like I do. Well, I guess I don't. That happened in uh, La Fiesta starring Esther Williams. <laughs> you made that up. Or it was either that or uh, The Duchess of Idaho <laughs> with Ricardo Montalban. The Duchess of Idaho. Yes, it's Esther Williams. In a, they're in Sun Valley, Idaho. I don't think Ricardo Montalban's in it, but Van Williams sure is. Oh, Van Williams. Mm-hmm. He's easy on the eyes. Well, uh, that's not who I'm thinking of. Van Johnson. Oh, Van. He's not bad on the eyes, but yeah. well, he was a secret gay. <gasps> of course. Now, uh, he's captured Sapphire. All of a sudden, here come all these machines come to life. They're giant robots. And they, they're on the march. Well, El Matanzas is going to lead them back to his country and take it over using these robots. Now, muchachas, we march to the border. <laughs> what? That's very good. Is it? Yes. Thank you. The strange procession moves over the mountains. They realize Java's missing. Uh, uh, okay, so, so Sapphire goes, where's Java? Oh, and, and, oh Drop Draw must have taken the woodwork. No. Not drop jaw, droop jaw. Oh, droop jaw, sorry. When he saw the trouble, and trouble is what we've got. Yep. Uh, Ay caramba, El Matanzas returns. See, si, rebel dogs, surrender to me or die in our boots. Never shall we surrender. That's bad. Yeah. Never shall, no. Never shall we surrender. <laughs> what the hell is that? Never. Never will, never Wait, shall we surrender. Are you going to try the accent then? Yes, I'm trying it right now. Okay. Never shall we surrender to a tyrant. Fuego, fuego. No, no, narrow your passage. Never shall we surrender to a tyrant. Fuego, fuego. My passage. What passage? No, the, the, the pharynx. The pharynx. Never shall we surrender <laughs> to a tyrant. Fuego, fuego. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> what can those poor weapons do against my mechanical amigos? Ay! Ay! <laughs> oh, my God, please. Uh, listener, please, no, we're just having fun. We really don't. Now we're making up Spanish accents on the fly. El Matanzas is going to return to absolute power. Yeah, he's a dictator, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, and they march toward the capital city, and there's the full army. Is there tanks and soldiers and everything? So why is Simon? Why are Simon, Metamorpho, and Sapphire still with him? Because they're his prisoners. Yes, but he's also trying to operate the robots. He certainly can't multitask. He's a man, but he's a dictator. Um. That's what they're good at, multitasking. No, dictators, I guess. I don't know. Men aren't. <laughs> well. No, they aren't. I'm pretty good at it. Well, you're the I am a team lead. Okay. So, as the invaders march toward the capital city. El Matanzas must be stopped. Fuego, fuego. I love your horrible 
Spanish accent. Well, agree to disagree. As, as the, the shell scream drowned down the road, oh boy, I got a cobalt shell shield in just up in the nick of time. He protects Sapphire with a cobalt shield, and then he turned into, like, the Hunchback of Notre Dame yeah. to shield Sapphire. And Matanza says, now they shall receive the answer of Matanzas. By Jasper. That control, it works perfectly. Uh, yes, Simon, you really goofed, though, because you've given the control to El Matanzas. He's using it to take over this country, and I guess he could go ahead and take over the world if he wanted to. Yeah, the robots are destroying the tanks, and they're, yes. taking, they're just taking over the soldiers and everything. It's, he's taking control of the capital city. Yes. Right? Moments later. The army has fleed in terror. They flee in terror. My conquest is complete. Uh, my reconquest <laughs> is complete. Come, my chatters in the president's palace awaits me. It's probably still warm from the last time you sat in it. As the weird army marches into the capital, my statue, the rebel swine, put, pulled it down. But I will direct the machines to replace me in all my glory. Oh, do you think so? Because here comes a robot. You have given your last order, puny one. Now we command here. Caramba, they speak. No, it's not possible. Holy Blue Hannah, great Godfrey. Holy caramba. What's with those machines? You'll dig the incredible answer in part three, which explodes on the very next page. The very next page, it's true. Part three, the valley of the time forgot. Yes, you heard right. One of those weirdo machines talked right at our guy, Metamorpho, our girl, Saf, our genius, Stagsy, and our villain, El Matanzas. What gives? What do they say, Bob? You are surprised, Mr. Stag. You made one great miscalculation. No one made us, for we ourselves are the superior beings you thought had constructed us. We happen to be made of other material, not ug, flesh and blood. Stags, he says, by the old Harry. By the old Harry. What? By the old, the old Harry. Harry H- what? Not, not, not even H-A-I-R-Y. No. H-A-R-Y. Harry what? I don't by know. The, uh, astounding. Um, and then Matanza says, Diablo, I cannot control them. We came from outer space long ago, looking much as you do, but a virulent disease struck us in that valley. We were in danger of extinction. With our super science, we worked to construct new bodies of better materials. We must hurry before death claims any more of us. We must implant our brains in these mechanical bodies before the space saucer's materials give out. That was a flashback. All these bald scientists from another world. We won our race well, with t- oh. I was telling the flashback story. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. These bald scientists from another world have used the materials from their spaceship to construct these robotic bodies into which they're going to implant their brains as their bodies give out. We won our race with time, but lost to another unexpected foe. The lubricant we devised, it solidified in this climate. We're marooned, unable to move. <laughs> <laughs> Thus we waited until you came and freed us. They've waited for thousands upon thousands of years, conscious, unable to move. No wonder they're angry and cross. Oh. They only pretended to be under the control of El Matanzas. Poor simple beings. The... And the cavemen? <laughs> oh, sorry, thank you. Why don't you set that up again? They only pretended to be under the control of El Matanzas and the cavemen. Poor simple beings who settled into the valley later. Unfortunately, they had not your scientific talent and could not free us. So these creatures have been here since before 
human beings reached South America, which at the earliest, there's a lot of controversy about this, earliest is 20,000 years before current time. So they've been there for tens of thousands of years. Yes. With their consciousnesses trapped inside the robots that were made from their ships. Yes. And just waiting. Just waiting. And all, and what do they do? The first thing they do once they get to move? Take uh, over the take capital over city. Take over the capital city of a small of South, a American, small South country. American country. Yeah, yeah. So we have revealed our past. Now it is time to reveal our purpose. First to silence this small, loud one forever. Aye! Help me, amigos. Oh. That was Sapphire. Now, uh... Metamorpho says, unhand him. He belongs to the people here for punishment. You waste our time in idle words, my strange friend. Our conquest of this planet has too long been delayed. They throw Elmatanzas <laughs> across the city. <laughs> across the city into the bell tower where he was hiding at the beginning. Well, it's nice to see if the story comes full circle. Yeah. I like a nice callback. Mm -hmm. Metamorpho turns into a pogo stick and springs after him. Catches him in the nick of time, uh, knocks him unconscious with the bells, hangs him up on by the on back. A, a yep. hook. Yeah. Remember when we were in Avignon, and our Airbnb was right across the street from the mm. church bell tower. Loved it. It was nice, except for when the bells rang every yeah, morning we at back, eight a.m. But we went back to sleep. Still, we were on vacation. We went back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nice. Uh. So they hang him up there at the bell tower, and Metamorpho turns into chlorine gas to get down to the ground quickly, because I guess chlorine gas is heavier than air. I, it makes sense just, to me. Okay, whatever. Just jump. He just turn into turns rubber. Turns into lead. And just, yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, back in the ground, uh, Rex is in trouble. These robots are about to attack him. Destroy so. him. Destroy this strange earthling. Yeah, that's it. Stomp on me. I'm going to turn into this spiked ball. Which indeed he does, and he gets kicked off the ground by a robot. Clunk. Kicked, like a kickball. Yeah. Uh, he lands in a perfect Mary Lou Retton three-point landing, mm -hmm. uh, turning into a manganese shock absorber to cushion his blow. And then he turns into like a, what's that game? That lovely playground game, Tetherball. Yes. He turns into a tetherball pole. Only with Only spikes. with two balls. Two, what are those spikes called? Maces. Maces. Yes. And he starts swinging. And of course they attack him. They, they attack go, him. Yeah. And so when he's swinging around with his maces, he is just knocking them down left and right. Yep. Uh, he knocks one down. They're about to attack him again. He turns one arm into a fan and the other arm into iron balls. And so he's launching these cannonballs at them i was wondering about that because doesn't if he is if he is converting his body mass yes into a metal and then sending the metal off in yes. the form of weapons yes isn't he essentially uh taking away from his mass doesn't he need to convert something else into his mass like yeah, I thought that when I first saw this, I thought he was using the metal from the robot that he had knocked down, converted into metal balls, and then threw those. But no, he was converting his own arm into metal iron balls. Right. Which I thought, huh, that's interesting. Because how many of those would he have available to himself to launch? Well, 
I am certain he has that level of control that he can separate parts of his body, as in when he's gas, he can control the shape of his form. Oh, so you think he's just he's just probably pulling in elements from around him to deplete the mass that he is that he's sending. Oh off. no, I'm thinking that he is cre- just forming his body into metal balls because if you see there, his half of his arm is missing when right. he's shooting these balls. However, I would therefore assume that he would pull those balls back into his body. But we see on the next panel that he's running away and all the metal balls are still on the ground. Right. So where's he getting his mask? That to... I cannot tell you. I guess comic readers don't really think about these things, do Because didn't he was in a brave and bold, didn't he turn into rain or something? I don't know. Early on in our okay. podcasting adventure. All right. Uh, well, he's leading them out of town, just like the Pied Piper. And he gets them onto the bridge out of town, and he turns one arm into an iron hammer and the other arm into a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) He's creating a phosphorus torch. A phosphorus torch. He's going to saw the bridge in half, and these robots are going to plunge into the river below, and guess what? What? We sink. The great weight of the bodies we made betrays us. They sink. Glub, glub, glub. Now, here's the thing. We never see anything of these robots again, right? No. They're going to be trapped underwater. Forever. Conscious. Conscious. Forever. Forever. Until the earth dries up in the far future and another race of primitive men comes along. Well, if it's the Andes Mountains and they're, they're newer than the Appalachians, these mountains will eventually wear down and these will probably be buried under years of sludge and, and, uh, and debris and rocks and whatnot. Until they're dug up by Snuffy Smith or somebody, a race <laughs> of hillbillies in the far future. So, Metamorpho, you did it, my boy. The water will clog those mechanisms forever. The river's their tomb. Check, Stagsy, but you sure had this whole caper figured wrong. Well, uh, Stag didn't deduce the machines were built by superior beings. Can he help it if it turned out to be themselves? After all, even Simon Stag can't be right all of the time. Shortly after. Well, El Matanzas is headed for the dump heap. <laughs> the dump? Wow. Yeah. That's awful. I mean, the dump heap. That's, well, that's I mean, that's what... slang for prison, right? No, I, sh- I, I don't know. Maybe they use dump heaps for prisons in South America. Oh or maybe God. they're literally going to execute him and throw him in the dump heap. That's mm. probably what's going to happen. Yeah. <sighs> now let's go find Java. Adios, amigos. Viva el metamorbo. <laughs> so they find Java in the clutches of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, by the way, they're, they're riding donkeys. Yes. Yeah. Bur- burros. They, they did walk from where they were uh-huh. by the plane and the and the creature uh, the, the the robots they yeah. walked to this capital city yeah they're riding burros back yeah okay it's so unfortunately they don't have a superhero there that could turn into a balloon or a glider or a glider or uh, a some race kind car. of a giant robot that could carry them nope. or a race car yeah so they have to ride the burros well, I think maybe that's, it's just, I mean, it might be fun for them. It's a little vacation, right? Oh, sure. I imagine riding the burros through the Andes Mountains. Sure, I'd love it. Uh, Metamorpho snatches Java away from the clutches of MTG. And, uh, of course, we're non political on this show. 
God bless everyone. But uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's a special breed of evil. Yes, she is. And uh, off they fly into the wild blue yonder. How can you doubt the element man? He is the superhero with the most. That's why we turn out to zingiest, swingiest, best in the very next issue of Metamorpho. And that's the end of the story. Do you know why we have that cool Metamorpho song? No. Because they were going to make an animated series, Metamorpho. But really? they never produced it. Yes. The one on the record that we have? Metamorpho, Metamorpho, Metamorpho. Yeah. This is the story of the Element Man. Wouldn't that be a cool cartoon show for Saturday morning? Yeah, I bet those guys um, who created that record, which was, what was the name of that record? Uh, we both had it. Um, super... Hero stories and songs, uh, something like that, and it was Justice um, League of America stories and songs. I bet it was a bunch of session musicians that were engaged for like a day or two. I, I bet th- they wrote that shit in one day. Think it was and totally recorded it. I think it was one guy doing all the voices. And really? Oh, yeah. What do you think, Junebug? She's oh, she's on her back, oh, belly up. God bless her heart. She won't be able to roll over. She's so fat. Yeah. Well, that's the end of this issue. Wow, folks, you just Stay wasted God knows how much time for, listening to us. Uh, I mean, it'll probably be months and months from now, but the next issue is going to introduce the Element Girl. She's the swingingest. Wait, is it Sappho? No. Oh, there's someone to make her jealous? Yes, Urania is her name. Oh my gosh. And she's the doll of a thousand changes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. Same girl, same. Mm-hmm. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us right back here next week with a special guest star. It's Billy from Magazines and Monsters. He's got his own theme song. It's Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote that off the top of my head. That's awesome. Uh, anything to add? No. Okay, bye. Bye.